Hello, hello and welcome everyone to the Insurgents Podcast, episode 114. Episode 114, amazing. That's right, 114 episodes of your favorite podcast. That's right. That everyone loves, the podcast that everyone loves. Yes. Everyone's always talking about it. The podcast sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation, the movement. It's mm-hmm. not a. Po- it's not even a podcast anymore. It's a movement. It's a collective, and you're all part that's of right. it. That's right. Yes, you are. And today we're talking to our friend Lucid Fox. Uh, he's a a fellow fellow Twitch streamer, uh, commentator. We had a really great conversation with Lucid Fox. He's going to be coming on the show soon. I'm I'm very sick, and I've been streaming. I'm literally streaming right now at this very moment and have been for the last eight hours and 21 minutes. So I think we're going to keep this intro quick before we get to Lucid. But Jordan wanted to hit you up with a nice call to action to remind people to do what, Jordan? What did you want to remind people Uh, to do? Well, first, I want to acknowledge that this is like this is Jordan's flu game. This is like game five, 97 finals. Yeah, Rob. That's right. Through. Through it all, through sickness, through an eight-hour mm-hmm. stream, still did the episode, still doing the intro. This guy's committed. This is this is a level of athleticism and professionalism yeah. that I don't think we've seen in podcasts ever. So Thank you. Got to recognize Thank you. that. MVP. This is what I've been telling people. It's not. Listen, it's not about me. It's not about my own personal well-being. It's not about my own health. It's about me going to work every day, going to the office, mm-hmm. rolling up the sleeves, grabbing the lunch pail kind of a salt of the earth content miner. And that's my that's my commitment to you, the audience, the audience of this podcast, the audience on, on Twitch, to deliver you the content that you know and love, regardless of my own physical well being. It's not about me. It's about it's about giving people the content that they that they love. Yeah. That's what's that's my values. <laughs> um <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the call to action is to become a subscriber at the insurgents.substack.com. We've got a couple great new premium episodes out over there for you. Our most recent one with Chris Geidner, who you may have seen his work in BuzzFeed News over the years or The Appeal. And longtime blog readers will probably remember Law Dork, a very prominent legal blog before he. He worked uh, at these esteemed publications. So Chris joined us last week to break down the final weeks of the Supreme Court and, a pre- and previewed a look ahead over the next few months, you know, the cases they might be considering to uh, accept, grant cert to, uh, in legal speak. Uh, next term, the potential death of the administrative state and the independent state legislature theory that they'll examine next term and then before that we had jeremy and matt of hard drive and uh they talked to us about elon musk's weird obsession 
with them and their memes and their content. And that just took on a whole new life after the past couple of weeks with his like baby on the way story and then his dad like impregnating yes uh like his like what it was like stepdaughter or something something like yeah that he had known uh, for but, since she was an infant yeah and their whole new That's weird like we gotta repopulate the earth shit so like yeah. if you really want to get inside the mind of elon musk like <laughs> listen to that episode and they're very very funny so we have a uh it's a we had a great conversation with them. So the insurgents.substack.com, you could support the show, get access to those episodes. And we really, really appreciate those of you who are uh, paid subscribers. The insurgents.substack.com. And listen, folks, if you're if you're into podcasting and media, it's a tough industry to break into. And one way you can do that is by becoming an official intern of the Insurgents Podcast. And we do have paid <laughs> internships. We are offering the paid internship program. It's really exciting. And the way that it works is that you pay $5 per month on Substack or $55 annually to subscribe to the Insurgents podcast. And then you become an official Insurgents intern and you're a part yep. of the whole team. Yeah. That's a great opportunity right. for you. Become a paid intern of the Insurgents. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Our pay I forgot we were going to roll this out. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I, I just remembered while you were in the middle of, of pitching people on it. And I was like, this is a good time to bust to this, this out, I think. The yes. paid internship program. Yeah. Yes. You can be a part of we're that. We're excited to announce it. <laughs> yeah. If you're already a paid subscriber, don't worry. You are now officially yeah. you could put and always have resume. been a yeah. paid intern. Yes, yeah. please broadcast it everywhere. Let everyone know that you are a paid intern of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. And we're and welcome aboard. If you're if you're listening to this and you're you're surprised to learn this, welcome to the team. We're happy to have you. Just make sure you keep it's that great. fridge stocked at the office with the the water, the soda if it's, you know, I know I know Jordan likes the Croy. Yeah. I'm more yeah. partial to that the bubbly kind. That's really good. Just make sure that there's something in there, though. A couple different varieties. And that's all that we ask. Yeah. But we thank you. Thank you for being a paid a paid intern yes. uh, of the show. Yes. Thank you very much. And let's bring on our friend, Lucid Fox. Um, he's going to be joining the program right after this. Yeah, I love Maine. Um, yeah, it was nice to, to get back there. It's been obviously the last couple of years, it's been difficult to travel. Uh, I've been going to Maine to Old Orchard Beach just like, like since I was a kid, basically. And my oh, mom went shit. there when my mom went there when she was a kid. And it's kind of yeah. like a whole family tradition. Very cool for me to be able to bring my son. He's six. Bring yeah. him down there. He thought he had a great time going on the beach and going down to the pier. That's the, you know, I, I've been talking about this lately, but that's the part of America that I really do love. Like, I talk a lot of shit about America, I realize, and, you know, death to America and the United Snakes of America, caca, and all that kind of stuff. But right. yeah, of <laughs> frankly, course, of course. I can't help it. I can't help it, but I do genuinely love that kind of trashy, touristy, East Coast, small little beach town with like all those, yeah. you know, the carnival games and the, 
the fried foods and the the beach and the novelty t-shirts and all the airbrush shirts i love i just love that shit i can't help it in spite of myself even though it is the great satan i still do enjoy it i must admit (laughs) i mean we're kind of like you know uh, inundated with a lot of it when we're younger so there's i think i think there's a certain amount of like nostalgia for all of those things right so it just hits harder when we go back to it yeah, it reminds well, and talk us of, of when uh, we didn't know so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and talk about like um, you know <laughs> hitting hitting hard. I so I was there in Maine, mm-hmm. and I start I was reading The Stand by Stephen yeah. King while I was in like Stephen King land because that's because that's where all all these books always take place. Yeah, and there's big parts of The Stand that take place in Ogunquit, which is right near where I was staying, mm-hmm. about a global pandemic that spirals out of control in the United States um, and devastates the country, obviously to you know greater effect than anything we've seen in in real life. But this right. the 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 similarities were still quite stark, I think, in in uh, being able to read to read that yeah. at that oh, time. Absolutely. It was the vibes were pretty pretty dark. I think it was good though. Uh, I, I had like, a great time. I like, I like Maine a lot. I don't know where, I don't know if I've been to where you said you were, uh, but I've been to uh, the place with LL Bean, like the big LL Bean boot. Was that Freeport? I've been there in Portland a couple times. It's beautiful up there. I love the, the lighthouses and those rocky coasts. Yeah, Northeast yeah. is really, really pretty. Yeah, I love that stuff. Have oh. you been to the? Uh, have you been? To, it's not like that far north, but have you been to Cape Cod at all? No, I've been to Cape May. I've been to Cape May, New Jersey. I did a, I did a mm-hmm. vacation there May. one time. It's, yeah. That was very nice as well. Yeah. I enjoyed the similar, yeah. very similar vibe. Very yeah, similar it, vibe. It is very, yeah. That, that, that same type of, like, like you're saying, like that carnival culture. and Yeah. Different, like, beachside things. Yeah, for sure. I think that's Cape replicated like- across, like, a lot of the, the Northeast. Uh, even when you go all the way down to Virginia, you still see a lot of yeah. that in, like, Virginia Beach and things of that nature. It's like that in Rehoboth in Delaware as well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's Biden's favorite beach. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, Cape Cape Cod's a little bit different. Uh, I went there. I've been there a few times. One of my exes, uh, we would go up there to see her family. And I, um, you know, the first time I was there, I was like, oh, this is this is cool. This is nice. And the second time I was there, I started to like, notice like a weird trend. And then the yeah. third time I was there, I was like, I have not seen anybody other than white people here every time I've been here, like at all whatsoever. Like it literally only white people. I mean, you're in Cape it Cod, just, yeah. It was so bizarre. Yeah. That's yep. uh, the thing up there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be clear, when I say that I like that, I don't like that. I'm not talking about Rob's, that. That's not what I was You were saying that was your favorite part about Maine. Just yeah, so we're totally oh, clear on this. Finally, canceled Rob Ark. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying for two years now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, they call me the uncancelable. Uh, can't cancel. I'm me, like folks. Daenerys. Yeah, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Daenerys. Sure. <laughs> of course. It's kind of a, I'm kind of like a slay queen type thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, Lucid. Thanks so much for coming back on the program. It's great to talk yeah. to you again. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been. Thanks a for time. joining us. What are we actually like talking about on the podcast? I was going to ask. Today? I actually don't have no Maine. plans. Was, yeah, we're yeah. just going to do that the whole time. I yeah. literally have no idea. Like I've just I'm sitting here. I've been streaming for the last seven hours. Jesus. Yeah, and I, 
I, I raided into you like hours yeah, ago. I came I back. I was like, oh, he's still doing this. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I did I, eight I hours played yesterday. Like, uh, and... Three hours of Fortnite in between here and there, Rob. <laughs> Oh, you must be really enjoying the the no build mode, Lucy. Because I remember good, we yeah. talked about this. We quite, gotta play quite, sometime. Quite nice, quite nice. Yeah, we talked about this last time. How the building was the big impediment to us really enjoying the game. Yeah, absolutely. Lucid's a fellow no builder. I am. I am. We I'm outnumber a... Jordan now on the podcast. Huge, I I like no, no build, build now. Man. Yeah, oh, really? nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, my buddies and I have been. Because like we can, we come from like you know the building world like the more advanced strata in the Fortnite <laughs> of uh, course uh, you know social the real the real blue ladder. collar uh, of the of the looter shooters yeah the the building world yeah <laughs> sure. uh, we um you know we're pretty competitive and we take it like I wouldn't say seriously but we're pretty intense and like we always want to win we want to rack up as many kills as we can mm-hmm. and then we saw like I think it was um, Tifu him and his friends were like dropping and dropping in separate places and just trying to rack up how many kills they could get in no build yeah (laughs) and they were like getting like 30 40 50 kill games so we like started to do that to see if we can hit 20 and then we hit 20 like pretty quickly it's like can we hit 30 and now we're like we're aiming for a 40 kill game um yeah 40 and 50 actually no i think we did hit a 40 but we really want a 50 kill game um nice. oh so you enjoy it because it's be... all the noobs it's just like a feeding frenzy for all the noobs not necessarily and it's like yeah. it, it depends honestly yeah, kind of <laughs> i would love to run into rob squad i'm saying that i think that'd be the game i hit 50 yeah yeah for sure for sure <laughs> i get it i have to, i don't often have a squad i'm a one-man army yeah there tier you go. one uh-huh. operator i do i like solos and uh and no build as well i think it's a lot more fun than building one just in general the whole whole game i i, it, I think it was more forgivable in like squads because you have people that could like kind of that were master engineers that could figure it all out for you but solos i think is where i see the starkest difference uh for for fortnite with the no build right right okay so we exhausted gaming talk now what are we yeah, talking this about is, this is about the main vacation pop. we had the vacation update yeah, uh, yeah. it was quick gaming how do you how do you all feel about deep fake biden Smooth Biden. They injected him with the same. What? What is going on? They injected him with the smooth Bernie drugs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they Biden. didn't finish loading like the uh, you know the, the yeah. texture pack. You know, it was just. He actually reminded me of in the Simpsons with Mr. Burns when they inject him with like the chemicals and he has the I bring that's you right. love with yeah. the dilated pupils and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. what he looks like. And that was his whole like. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-police. Was that what he was saying? Yeah, was that, like was, the, that was the yeah. whole thing, yeah. Which is famously uh, not true at all. I mean, yeah, you I actually can uh, very much yeah. be pro-police. A lot of contradiction pro- there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a number of people that are indeed police that were very much pro-insurrection. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was Liz, Liz Cheney's line just the day before, too, where somebody, I think somebody tried to criticize her on her, like, all the, the Capitol Hill cops were kind of like, you know, hero cops or whatever, and they were like, well, wait a second. I think some people stood by, and she's like, well, don't you bring that in here. It's like, yeah. I, I, have we forgotten that a lot of them were, were very casual and even taking selfies with people, or... Yeah. We're just backing off of that now because uh, we need to lionize, like, the police, because, I, I don't know, I remember them being just kind of like, oh, I mean, if you guys want to come in for a little bit. Yeah, a little lackadaisical about the whole security thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weirdly. Well, they are kind of tourists, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. That was bizarre. Yeah. 
I, that was one was, thing that with the whole January 6th uh, investigation, I thought maybe they could talk about, spend a little time talking about that a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I understand why you need to dig into this a little bit, but that's probably an element that they could afford to uh, take a look at as well, the way that these people, despite... You know, openly talking about on social media for weeks that they intended to storm the Capitol, how right. they were allowed to do that. Whereas, as we all know, as we've talked about a number of times, you know, anyone, if it was a BLM protest or anything like that, they, of course, would not be any, coming anywhere near the building. I think the United States government has that ability to summon the security forces necessary to protect these places. Well, yeah, so we weren't able course. to get it together on that one. Yeah, 100%. The video itself, though, I thought was an odd thing to do. Like I'm assuming this was filmed like in the past couple days, and mm -hmm. that would be when he had COVID. So yeah. like I think doing that was like a proof of life thing. Like, see, he looks great. He's and he's doing just like, fine. Oh yeah, that, yeah. It otherwise could have just been a a tweet. Like that's just something he I think has tweeted before. Like yeah. why not just do that? But like they really had to force it. Just be like he see he's not even affected by COVID, like, which is yeah. the same thing they did with Trump. Yeah, like, yeah. when Trump yeah. was in the yeah, hospital, they were like, you, I mean, you got to they... show strength. Otherwise, like she's gonna sweep in and just you know, yeah. Yeah. knock but down. Even the down ropes. to like the photo ops when Trump had COVID, like day two in the hospital, they had him in like a you know a jacket, a sh a dress shirt, with no tie, no tie yeah, unbuttoned yeah. at the top. And him sitting at a desk, like drawing on a blank piece of paper, and <laughs> yeah. they did the yeah. exact same look exact for same Biden. Thing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, he's making calls. This is so bizarre. He's no one's calling for this. Yeah. He's got this. He's got everything under control. Well, again, I think it's that that very. I mean, maybe it's not for us so much, but just like a more global, like, hey, no, we're we're cool. Our, I mean, yeah, sickness or whatever, but our our leaders are gonna They're be just great. just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we still have that to project that kind of like pseudo like understanding of strength to people. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of dis disinformation being spread about the fact that our president is quote unquote a feeble old man. Who's yeah, I mean, I don't barely know. Barely aware of where he <laughs> is. I don't know why people say that, but that was it's did a you conspiracy see, was it, theory. It was either hard. It was it was hard driver the onion that said uh, COVID unclear of what it can actually do to Biden's <laughs> yeah, frail old body. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, sure, that's good. Um, that's yeah. That's I think one of the best, the best, like very clear about faces that the Dems did on Biden yeah. after the primary. It went from like them openly after the debates yeah. being like, you can clearly see this guy is not all here. Multiple candidates made comments yeah. about his mental stability yeah. and mental health, and then as soon as he got the nomination, it was quickly. No, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I can't so, even yeah. believe you guys would suggest this. Oh man, yeah. it's, it's fantastic it's, it's stuff. To me. Yeah, the amount of like uh, you know folks that will defend that to the hilt on like Twitter and whatnot, you know. Like, oh, oh yeah. you guys, oh, Russian disinformation. What time is it in Moscow, folks? Yeah, he's literally yep. neurodivergent and a minor. And you're saying this about him. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. That's what people are saying. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild that that, like, it, it went from, like, a very commonly known thing. and Because, because you know, there were no, like, real Biden fans, like, free no. uh, primaries. And then even going into them, like, they just manifested out of South Carolina because they needed anything with Bernie. Then all of a yeah. sudden, it was like, damn, he's like the best. You, you remember the Barack Obama days when they were running around doing airplanes? He's uh, still that, that mentally cogent, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, man. I, 
I believe it was Buttigieg, where he was like, he, we were worried that he's not going to be able to carry the carry it across the finish line or something like that. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I saw a really remarkable stat yesterday. Uh, CNN did a poll of Democratic uh, voter preferences in 2024, and 75 yeah, yeah, percent yeah. of voters said they want something someone other than Biden. Yeah, which is hilarious because all like the main like the talking heads and like the Dem loyalists uh, are all like. He's doing great. Look at all of Biden's accomplishments. Like he's he's finishing Trump's wall. Isn't that awesome? And he's not. God, yeah. And he's making Brooklyn Mexico pay for just... it. Trump couldn't get it done. Yeah. You've got the uh, you've got the Mexican government paying billions for the smart border tech. Yeah. Biden only fought. the deal maker Biden could do that kind of. Yeah, that's that's that right. Kind of that's thing. right. Uh, did you see? Did you see the other poll, the New Hampshire poll? Uh, I think it was yesterday uh, of Democratic uh, preference for twenty twenty four out of like a, a list of candidates. Is that the one where Pete was up yeah, there? Yeah, Buttigieg taking him by a percentage point. I and mean, again, it's twenty twenty two. Like none of this means anything right now. It's just like people speculating wildly. But it it does give like a position of where a broader Democratic electorate is like on Biden right now. Like the. Uh, do you think yeah. Pete well, is going to try to primary him? I don't think he would. I think he would be looking for his approval in it. I don't know if yeah. he would outright. I, like, I think he's too much of a worm to outright, you know, just be like, yeah, oh, I'm going to be, I'll, yeah. I'll be taking on the big dog. Yeah. But if he gets permission. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. he, because that's kind of what they set him up for. Right. They gave him the, the, the transportation secretary job that he's like, God, uh, the, the mayor from uh, South Bend, all the bona fides he had for that. Oh yeah, uh, they gave they gave him this job that's you know a, a really nice front facing position for him to kind of like build up like accolades on something that's definitely going to be needed is uh, transportation infrastructure reform. He talks about bicycles like every week or whatever, as if we're like doing anything towards like that type of infrastructure. So yeah, they're he does they're, a lot of media use, hits for them too. Yeah, so they they did they use this as a position to kind of like build him up as as a prospective candidate for the future because I mean that is. If you look at like the more like neoliberal project of the Democrats, I think Pete is like a perfect vessel for that, uh, you know, ideology. He's someone that well, won't funny. question that, that believes in the, the project, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, too, because they kind of tried to position Kamala in the same way by giving her yeah. vice president. And it's yeah. had the exact opposite <laughs> effect, unfortunately. Well, I mean, she just like, uh, I, I'm not saying that Pete's the most charismatic dude ever, but at least he had, he's not an empty suit, like. That's the problem with Kamala is she has, like, negative charisma when it comes to any of this. Like, every time they try to put her in front of an audience, it's like, oh, God, no, what are you doing? Yeah. How, how are you how are you doing uh, worse than Biden is at, at some of these discussions? Yeah, that's not her good. Her attempts at moments of sincerity and deep, God, they're so awkward. Like, introspective thought are so yeah. funny. Like, they're yeah. they're honestly incredible. Yeah. Like, her, her, her mind is unbelievably powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our so, that's our so real good. neurodivergent uh in the white house you know what i mean yeah. like let's go kamala like like why don't we work that angle more like sorry sweaty she's got social anxiety i'm sorry yeah. that you like hate that in a, in a vice president but you know i almost feel like she's a little bit been deliberately sabotaged too because they seem to give her every like impossible yeah. job and like just at every <laughs> awful moment just send her yeah send kamala out there to take the yeah, take the true. hits Send and them the whole, to the like, border while they're talking about the caravan. Yeah. Uh, just see what happens. Yeah, great. Or just like her, even the whole like sort of consultant-driven sort of rollout when they started the administration of it's based primarily around like footwear. And it's like, yeah, what, this, yeah. who's this? Can I, who's this being pitched to? Who likes this? Yeah. I, I can't. Be, I like can't even describe how much I heard about that in like dem circles. Really? Like, oh, 
I want a I want a president that or I want a vice president that wears chucks. It's like what? Oh, Tim's? I did. <laughs> what Tim? Yeah, Tim's too. It's just man, like man. who who cares? That's <laughs> I want a president wears uh you know classic red, white, and black Air Jordan ones. If I don't have that, yeah. I'm not voting. Yeah. I mean that I don't know. It's just that's very interesting. <laughs> To, to see kind of like where where people are in their like political representation at this point where it's like at this point it just it's it's aesthetic you know like and and that's what it is for a lot of k-hivers is just like the aesthetic that she presents it's definitely not the person like there's nothing compelling about like kamala on her own but it's the aesthetic that she provides for them and like something to kind of like believe in you know like she was she was the big like uh, she she was the cop. She was the lady, the boss lady that got stuff done. And now like she's brought that energy to the White House for them, even though like none of these things are true. Just you know, uh, governance yeah. based on vibes for a lot of like uh, for dim circles now. Yeah, well, it's not like there's anything going on that they could like take a look at and maybe help fix some no. of the problems. You know, oh hey, listen, everything's man. already fixed, right? The yeah. orange man's out of the office. The Cheetos are removed from the White House, so really, That's right. you can just rely on that kind of vibes based. Did you did you all, did you watch his uh, his speech from yesterday? Trump's? Yeah. No, no, I didn't see that. Uh, his his DC speech. He's got some. Uh, he's got some real. Uh, he's got some new bangers that he's thrown out there. Oh shit! I didn't see. He that. Wants, uh, he wants to. He wants to make. Uh, uh, he wants to round up all the homeless people and uh, make oh, them. I, yeah. <laughs> I did see did that. You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're, folks. We're gonna build them in beautiful, beautiful <laughs> cardboard box cities outside <laughs> the city. Outside the cities, I think I think they call the favelas. Like we're gonna we're gonna build yeah, these out. Yeah, They're yeah. gonna be great. Yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. Like, oh, okay, man, that's uh, wow. Well, I, I saw people were like pointing out that it it's perfectly lining up with the Star Trek Deep Space Nine timeline yeah. of oh, the Bell riots, the sanctuary the, cities, the, yeah. the sanctuary cities. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's literally that those exact circumstances are being recreated. Good lord, I mean, Pretty as outrageous. long as uh, yeah. As long as, as long as then we get like uh, people showing up from like Deep Space Nine to hang out with, I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, then we can get to the the Star Trek time if we are the Star Trek timeline. That's great. But like, there's a whole lot that happens between now and the 24th century when everything's cool and you have replicators and yeah, space exploration true. True. and all that stuff. A lot of yeah. bad shit happens prior to that. Yeah. Which I'm not really looking forward to. I, just, as much. I distinctly remember that about Star Trek. Yeah, I think I think there are some bad things also that happen. Yeah. yeah. They did also predict Ireland reunification as well. Yeah, that's, which that's is also true. It is, it is looking like Ireland would like to uh, come back together. Uh, yeah. So good those, for them, those, honestly. Those, those Star Trek writers were onto something. Yeah, Gene Roddenberry, maybe the modern-day Nostradamus. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, going back to uh, going back to what Biden was saying, that whole Biden speech, Lucid, I'm just like wondering what you're yeah. – well, you've been – if you've been following this whole January 6th hearings and sort of what you're – I've I've been so disconnected from the idea yeah. of it. Because it just like for me, I don't know. I just what what comes out of any of this, you know? Like this is for for me, like the this is the idea, like the the the, the real like driving force behind when we talk about things like bread and circuses, right? Like this is this is something that is created solely a spectacle for people to to indulge in as things don't get any better, as we have a democratic governance that's that's doing like next to nothing for to to help people out. We've get we've we've thrown out the child tax credit. Uh, who who knows where we stand on the idea of infrastructure? You know, so it's like at least at least you have this. At least we're playing all the whole the hits. At least we're showing you that Orange Man was indeed bad. He threw hamburger. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we are we are we are showing you that uh, like the same things you kind of already knew about him. 
Yeah. But maybe you get a little more information now. It's like a it's like a juicy, tantalizing little bonus episode of a, a serial drama. But there's there's nothing about it that rings to me as if like there's gonna be justice for any of this or anyone's gonna be held accountable. Just like, okay, well, yeah, I guess that's a nice thing that you're that's a fun thing you're doing at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should in jail again, huh? Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always been the thing with me. It's just like we intend through this like through this multi-week process of all these hearings to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump did indeed dispute <laughs> the election results and 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 command people to go to the Capitol. And it's like I already believe this. Like I don't. Yeah, I knew. Don't even, I knew. I already saw it. it. He's saying it. Watching it. He's saying yeah. it daily. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's telling people yeah. that at his rallies. I don't like. What are we missing here? Yeah. I don't I don't really get it. I mean, I guess maybe there's like hypothetical people that were on the fence about this, but I just I'm not so sure. I'm not really convinced that there's people out there that are were not sure and then were convinced by these right. hearings that oh, I think and, this and guy that, did want to overturn the election results. Like right, that like that's my thing. Maybe 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 you get like uh, the 1 or 2% of people that were already kind of like Mike Pence that are now like for Mike Pence or something like that or more establishment like Republicans that are now also like yeah, you know what? I think uh, Trump did want to kill him. But past <laughs> that, like, I just don't think, like, I I just, I struggle to see, like, who this is for besides just being this, like, Soma for the, for the, the, the public that is, is struggling through, you know, struggling through inflation, struggling through high gas prices, through uh, very, like, troubling and trying times as we, like, move towards a recession. And it's like, well, at least at least you got this, you know, you can remember how bad Orange Man was again uh, now that's uh, around around the time of the midterms. So maybe you'll, maybe that'll uh, encourage you to, to come out, you know, chip chip your vote in for us because we don't want this to happen again. Right. You know, I don't remember how, how bad it could be, I guess. It's like, yeah, I, I guess, man. It's been funny to see. Like the turns that people have made. I mean, people already in the right didn't like Mike Pence, especially if they were Trump loyalists. But yeah. now he's like a total punching bag. If you saw like the Turning Point conference, they were yeah. all all the speakers were just taking shots at him, just throwing him under the bus. But now like the left is and a lot of liberals are mad at Merrick Garland for not doing anything after like demanding yeah. this guy was like the person who should be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like it's been remarkable to watch like everyone in these cults of personality just refuse to acknowledge hey maybe these are like broader systemic problems rather just try to pin it on two guys mike pence and now merrick garland and it's it just I, I don't i don't know like nobody really seems to be able to comprehend how these things can operate in like bigger spaces no including well, I mean, like, involving is... multiple people it, it's just like a, a really interesting look at the, just the dumb the dumbing down of americans and politics that just well, happened over well, yeah, the past few I... decades I th- I've, I've described it like this before. When I when I talked about like the idea of it being bread and circuses, I've, I've described to my uh, community as like this is true crime brain. You know, this is this is like yeah. our logical endpoint of what happens to a populace that's been served like serialized dramas and like true crime uh, for for a while now, where they all want to sit around and like pick the bad guys and pick the good ones and who could have done more and how these things could have played out and sit and prognosticate around it because. There's no, like, getting involved in, like, the feet of anything anymore. It's just like, well, what, I don't know, what what could Merrick Garland do now? How are we going to hit him, you know? Like, I heard somebody the other day talking about, like, uh, Matt Gates, where he's talking about 2024, and they're like, well, I don't know if he should be talking about 2024. He's going to go to jail soon. And I was like, how? Yeah, How are any of them? Like, anything. what are you talking about? 
this is this is indistinguishable from people like years ago uh, that that you rightfully like shouted down, saying that they were being like weird freaks when they're like, well, Hillary's going to jail, you know that, right? Like yeah. you've you've now engaged in the same rhetoric from the other side of it, as if like something has changed, like fundamentally within our justice system, where any of these people get held accountable for anything. Yeah. Oh, that was Pence's former chief of staff, I think. It was yeah. Short. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like I just uh, what. I just I struggle to to see what you're you're talking about here. How any of this is going to like come to account? Yeah, well, this it's the it's the faith, the like the never ending faith in institutions, right? That a lot of right, these right. Have. That some that someone will be there to to right the wrongs. Yeah, sure. Um, the whole Josh Howley thing was kind of funny. Seeing the yeah, that was, him that was running the, away. That was literally enjoyable. the only thing that I watched was the fifty edits with different music yeah. of uh, him running away. Like that's you know that's that's classic stuff. I talked about this on TYT, so sorry for repeating the point, but I, I do want to again reiterate that had nothing to do with what they were talking about that night. It would they just included that to take a swipe at him because it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole point of that night was about how Trump didn't do anything when he could yeah. have in minutes walked over to the briefing room and made an address but on national tv instantly because the camera is always running in there and the yeah. media is they have the, the offices for the press pool right behind it he could have immediately talked to the press about you telling people to go home but he didn't that was the whole point of the night and then out of nowhere it's like oh by the way here's josh holly running they, they, they yeah. just <laughs> wanted to take a so swipe and it was so good but again uh, but we knew but again we knew that though like we, yeah of course we know course. because he didn't make the statement we know that the president can make a statement we know that donald <laughs> yeah. trump could have at any time said hey please stop storming the capitol and he didn't because he thought it was cool yeah, he we knew it was this. Neat, yeah, this is not this is not a new thing that is being yeah. discovered here. Um, I do yeah. think the Howley thing is funny though, because just because like if you're gonna if you're gonna act like this like insurrectionary like tough guy and talk all this shit about doing a coup and do the whole raised fist to the to the the hogs or whatever they're getting all riled up over this talk, and then as soon as the actual stuff starts happening, you run away and just let all these like saps who got convinced by the former host of The Apprentice to like throw away their entire lives to right. try and. Right, of course. President, then you run away and allow them to take the fall. I mean, there's right. something kind of just funny and amusing about that, definitely. Yeah, of course. But you didn't need uh, hearings to. You could have just put out a tweet the, the the next day that showed that, and the, all of that stuff would not be necessary. Yeah, uh, that was another thing, though. Like the that was pretty good. The outtakes from the next day when they were recording that video and they wanted him to condemn it, and he like couldn't get through the script. I don't know if he can actually read but <laughs> yeah, he was sure. like slamming his fist down getting mad uh, at the prompt refusing to say certain things taking things out of the transcript awesome. like he was trying to dance yeah. around his words but it was just like that i thought was very funny like course, uh, that yeah. i like i liked that we got to see that that's the, that's other the, than that I everything mean, else like blooper reel in that you know it's like oh okay yeah. good well that's what i mean that's what to hear what you were saying lucid it's like it's funny content like it's yeah, uh, of course. It's, yeah. It's if, you, if you're watching if you're watching it from the point of just like pure spectacle like i guess i can understand how you would enjoy it but if you're looking at it for any form of like yeah you know accountability within governance i mean th there's there's none of that like we're we're bereft of any of that happening at, at any i think level of holding like powerful politicians or you know, just people in general to account uh, so you if you want the dream of that uh, you know i guess you can you can hope but i don't I just don't see what that serves. You yeah. mentioned earlier, though, Bannon is convicted, you know, again. Yeah, of course, of course. So now, because Trump isn't there to pardon him, we will finally have 
uh, the execution carried out by the mark. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, of course. And I do take pleasure Court. in reporting this. Wasn't his whole plan yeah. last time that he got uh, uh, indicted was was for the attention? He was doing it because he knew. I mean, this is the first time what that they've held someone in contempt of Congress uh, for like half a half a century or something, right? So, and he's still daring them to do something too. Like, he's yeah, still I think, defiant I think he and going wants, on the radio he wants and being that like, to happen. "Yeah." So that's that's just more like at the end of the day, I think that's just more uh, pressed for him. He realizes that like, yeah, he'll he'll sit in jail for a little while. He'll sit in white collar prison and just kind of hang out. Yeah. And yeah, he'll play tennis. He'll hang out. His profile, yeah. Oh, for sure. I he mean, turns into a martyr. Yeah, absolutely. He'll fundraise off of it. Absolutely. Like it, it plays well to his audience. I think. Yeah. So. I mean, he's he's a kind of interesting figure because I remember, I remember in 2015, 2016 when Trump was elected, thinking like Ben and I think deliberately leaned into this campaign talking about talking about him like like he was evil incarnate, and he really yeah. like leaned into that. Yeah, and, for sure. But definitely someone that has these kinds of... He's always had these kind of like insurrectionary tendencies. I, I remember he described himself Absolutely. as a Leninist yeah. um, early on in the Trump administration, how he wanted to like t- seize control of these institutions and like use them against uh, use them against his political enemies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that narrative, like being persecuted as like that and going to prison possibly. That That is... There's a number of, of stories in coinciding with the rise of fascism that... That's that's a central part of those stories. So I can see Absolutely. why he views that as being like a part of that narrative that he can he can use to sort of build up his own his own uh, insurrectionary sort of credentials. Absolutely. But in hey. the ultimate act of bipartisanship, this is the the beautiful bipartisanship of Biden and the Democratic Party now through their own inaction on a number of extremely important uh, issues. Now they're asserting that the the coming right wing takeover of the U.S. government will just be nice and democratic, and Hell there'll be no yeah, no need for any insurrections or any of that stuff. They're just rolling out the red carpet to ensure that they're gonna um, it's gonna be well, nice. Well, as and long legal. as everyone's following the rules, I don't <laughs> yeah, see any problem exactly. with it. You know, like you just don't want it to be messy, and that's the the, the biggest problem, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the ultimate selfless act of uh, of uh, bipartisanship. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, for sure. So now to the biggest story, uh, I think this week, John Cena, uh, his skin yes. is coming to Fortnite. So, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, finally. You can Do see with that him information. in the yeah. item store. And... <laughs> Excellent. Starting, Excellent. That's it. Starting tomorrow. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. No, I, I, I think um, one of the things I've been covering, and I think it's like, or like reading about, that I think is just really fucked up that you're, you're about to see a little bit tomorrow, but then especially Friday and early next week is the quarterly earnings reports for gas and oil companies. Yeah, and man. They They've are. They great. had a record quarter one. Mm-hmm. Record quarter one, like three hundred percent. The top five domestic oil companies had three hundred percent increase collectively yep. from quarter one of twenty twenty one. It is. They are poised to double that this quarter on the backs of working people who just got fucking railroaded. Uh, mm-hmm. on gas prices for a couple months and at the same time we are seeing like catastrophic extreme weather yeah. uh I, I i and just okay the you know we got the white house tweeting out hey uh, gas prices are down 69 cents uh, over yeah. the past few weeks it's like oh, okay what are, what are we doing about that long term are we just gonna hope that they don't just 
raise prices again well dark like, brandon the, the, is going to sternly demand that they lower yeah, the prices and they're going to do that's it right just, dark just, brandon just said did. lower the prices and they did jordan i don't know if you noticed that so <laughs> he, he sent a strongly worded letter to the the manager of gas yeah. and <laughs> yeah that's right that's right and they they had no choice honestly they were like well i mean you know exactly yeah. That makes sense. I got to say, I I love the dark Brandon meme. It's one of my favorite things probably to come it's, out it's of the good. Biden administration. It's a well, well, finely crafted meme. Yeah. You know? Like, that's the thing. I was I was kind of, we made fun of the let's go Brandon thing. And when it started to come out, these these kind of weird conservatives are just saying that. Just saying, yeah. just say fuck Joe Biden if you want. Who cares? Like what? But I must admit yeah. the whole... I, I, I will give them credit. I don't think conservatives are very funny ever, but the whole Brandon thing has kind of stuck around, and now I, I yeah, do the, find the that quite funny. the memification of that thing, and yeah. now it's been processed through, like, more left circles as well, and it's just kind of, like, you know, yeah. continue to propagate itself. Yeah, it's uh, it's good comedy. Uh, Lucid, I, I'm sure you've seen it, but every time I go to Texas, it's, yeah. you know, different vibe over in Dallas than it is where you are. But yeah. so many fucking people have Let's Go Brandon shirts and masks. Oh, everywhere. everywhere. Fewer it's masks great. now. Like, no one seems to wear it. But shirts everywhere. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. It's yeah. I, I always smile when I see one. Yeah. There's, le- there's less in Austin, but there's still Wait, quite do you have a, one? Uh, huh? <laughs> when I was he said in he's got to admit Maine, something. When I was in Maine, oh, just a, a week ago, I did, yeah. in fact, purchase... A Let's Go Brandon T-shirt from My a novelty no T-shirt way. shop Perfect. on the pier in <laughs> no Old Ocean way. Beach. <laughs> it's really sick. I really like it. Nice. Why are you wearing it right now? Public. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'll be wearing I, I was, in public. I, I will probably wear be... it like on Twitch and stuff. I don't think I'm going to go around. I'm not gonna, that into it. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I do. I that's did buy so a Let's Go funny. Brandon shirt. It's really nice. good. That's we perfect. should just do let's go Brandon merch for the insurgents. <laughs> just lean into it. <laughs> take market. Let's just let's just rip off a bunch of Republicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. What are they going to do with it? I mean, they're I mean they're already merchandising it. You know, it doesn't belong to anybody. Just uh, just jump in there. And that's the real LGB alliance. God, <laughs> fine. I've seen that. I've seen that on a shirt for sure in Austin. Yeah, you know, uh, it's like LG LGB to let's let's go Brandon to quit or something like that. <laughs> Or let's get Brandon to quit. I think oh, okay. uh, was the shirt. Yeah, yeah. Good I don't know stuff. what I expected. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but you were up there on the climate change point. You were up in the Northeast, Rob. Uh, how how was the weather there? And I know Lucid, you have been dealing with some pretty Texas God. in general has been dealing with some fucking brutal temperatures. With the instructions uh, from your your caring compassionate leadership down there that you should not use your air conditioning literally literally the electricity broker in texas is sending out like like not my power company like ERCOT itself is sending out you know emails saying hey if you wouldn't mind uh please don't use as much power today right. uh no, no reason we're not expecting outages but uh, you know maybe if you could just uh, watch the power and famously, so, uh, conservatives yeah. in Texas respond to those kinds of urgings very. Uh, oh, they love, yeah, they love it. They well, love the. Right? L- luckily, uh, we haven't cultivated a conservative base that yeah. uh, very much is like, <laughs> but my freedoms, you know. Yeah. So the moment so. they ask that, I mean, uh, there's something I was talking about the other day, just like watching. Um, it's it's really amazing. I think the way that the conservative movement has just has this grip on power there, and that like yeah. you could have a situation where through decades of a private private industry controlling energy 
for millions of people and just like not investing in infrastructure and their own lack of investment leading to these widespread outages and for mm-hmm. and t- getting people to uh, use less energy and all this stuff. This is a direct result of like private industry of, of capitalism yeah. this is the way capitalism yeah, works in the energy system. But then the leaders of Texas who have, an, have a full grip on all levers of political power and have for decades, all they need to say are like, it's because of these like green new deal policies that it's like that this is happening. And that's it. Yeah. And of people just say, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then when they ask, they get asked to turn off their air conditioning, they're like, I'm going to turn it up to even higher just to own the libs, to own Brandon or whatever. And they don't, Finally, they I'm never, show him. they never take a little look at like, who's been in charge of this, of this issue. Um, of course. For I mean, decades that would, and decades. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, right? Like uh, figuring, figuring that out would uh, predispose them to actually like uh, understanding the, the power uh, that, that has been like leveraged in such a fashion towards like fossil fuel companies and just corporations writ large and, that doesn't i mean they they only have like a mild i guess distaste of corporations more from like the drain the swamp uh aspect but they don't like have the 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 revulsion towards you know like exxon or anything like that they're just like oh well you know they made it so my gas went up and that's that's about as far as it goes they don't they don't care about them from like a climate change aspect or a crumbling infrastructure aspect that doesn't matter they just you know yeah well, that's amazing. I mean, that's the the way that people have been convinced that anything that the state does or the government does, it's automatically inefficient and bad, and everything that the private industry does is efficient and good and well managed. Oh yeah. Despite any evidence, like the multi, like uh, the the mountains of evidence to the contrary, right in front yeah, of their faces. That's echoes of Reagan, baby. Yeah. That's I, that conversation we had with Adam Conover a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I really appreciate him and also his his new show the g word because it really shows like just how unsung uh of heroes some of the people in the federal government are like just like non-elected non-political people who just keep the fucking lights on yeah like doing things like and especially on on weather uh his episodes on 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 the weather (laughs) were really really fascinating um like they literally fly into hurricanes to track uh, its movement and its speed and what kind of a threat it poses to people and yeah. it, sometimes they have to using this data they have to make decisions pretty carefully about evacuations like you know obviously they're going to upend people's you know lives uh, but if they don't out of you know just being too conservative like it could cause a lot of harm and that, you know it's a lot of stress for somebody who's again just routinely attacked uh, in a broader context by you know half the country basically uh another thing just relating to weather he pointed out in that show that companies like accuweather want to privatize all that kind of stuff yeah and they they have been really really pushing to prevent the national weather service from alerting people uh about extreme weather in their area including tornadoes and there was an inc- incident where they had information about i think a tornado and only sent a push alert to paying subscribers. Hell yeah. Like, this is so fucked. That's this is it. absolutely so fucked. Finally, this is this this dystopia, this subscribe to everything dystopia I've been always dreaming of. God. Yeah, I, I just it, it's really bleak. And that's yeah, that's just something I've been trying to work through. Because like yeah. it Bernie like Bernie did a stream last week that I thought was really interesting and he talked about some of those feelings and it's like, look, we've been in tough positions before. Like we've had really, really difficult moments 
together as a country and as a people. And we've worked through them, sometimes not to optimal ends, but we've worked through them before. And yeah. you can't just like throw in the towel and it it just seems like maybe it's just I have a much more limited reference point than someone like Bernie. But it still mm-hmm. is very frustrating to kind of like see all this stuff and just feel just totally overwhelmed and powerless yeah. in looking at yeah, all of absolutely. it collectively because there's so many different new issues like this is not an issue that we that could have faced 40 years ago right yeah and that's just it i mean i was looking um we, we were just going over what was it the climate have you seen this climate spiral the little uh two minute yes. long like animation uh yeah, no, and i, I said and i pointed out like it's, it's so it's a, a little animation that people were throwing around twitter the other day that shows you like globally how much temperature is increased uh at certain points and i pointed out like all these where there would start to be anomalies in the graph i was like okay well there's you know the beginning of uh us like pushing into the industrial revolution there's this this and that and the one point that i got to where you start to see a staggering difference and it's it's really uh it's they show you like a, a top down uh look of the spiral as well so you can see like how exaggerated it is where it really starts to get exaggerated is when you look uh, directly at like 1980 on and it's like oh when we started like mass deregulation oh okay well that's uh that's fun funny thanks reagan very cool stuff man. yeah excellent uh excellent excellent and cool stuff for the environment i guess well it's it it's interesting because at the same time there's been store a lot of like there's reporting um that's been done for a long time now about how around the same time this mm-hmm. campaign of like deliberate disinformation yes, um, on absolutely. the part of these fossil fuel companies hiring these high-powered advertising and consultancy firms and mm-hmm. figuring out exactly how to muddy the waters and prevent any like um, right. prevent in the, any in action the 70s, from taking they, place. On they kind of like finished their uh, their oppo research and how they're going to attack it, right? And yeah. then just started like pushing a lot of that. Yeah. It's uh, always really super, frustrating super whenever th- whenever this comes up because you know talk about you know, the January 6th hearings and the idea that there's not going to be any responsibility for that. When we talk about, like, the role that the fossil fuel companies have played in, like, literally destroying our planet, destroying people's drinking water, destroying the biosphere, and quite deliberately lying about it. Like, their own scientists all confirmed this stuff, as we know, in the the 70s. And what Mm -hmm. we're talking about when we discuss this, I mean, it's great that we have reporting about this in mainstream media and stuff, but we're talking about, like, one of the all-time greatest crimes in like the history of humanity basically this mad yeah. this massive conspiracy and cover-up which is literally threatening all life on earth um yeah. the people that carried this out you know they have names and addresses and like we know we know that they did this and it's just i get very frustrated when it comes up because it's just like it's good that we know this i guess that this massive conspiracy sure. took place but so far you know in, in any of proposals about how to resolve climate change in fact, I, if I remember correctly, Bernie was the only one that's ever even remotely suggested this. But I think part of that climate uh, package should, should include mm-hmm. actual justice and an actual investigation into these this yeah. very serious, um, all-time great, uh, horrific crime that's going to have massive consequences for millions or maybe yeah. billions of people. Like, that's a, that's a pretty serious thing. Yeah, like if we had like a fun summer camp where they could uh, become educated about what they had done or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I agree with that. I know. It's just maddening to think about. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild that like, you know, uh, I talk about it quite often. Like the idea that like, you know, all these, all these old, uh, older people that have been implicit in 
just tearing apart like systems that exist uh, or that did exist to, to kind of like protect us and our climate are never going to face like any any real like justice. They're just going to kind of kind of chill out and enjoy the rest of their days. And then people are going to celebrate, you know, on the left uh, will be like, ah, this person's gone now. It's like, yeah, I mean, but that doesn't really do anything. Yeah, they, they died in everything their, they in their wanted. mansion surrounded by their loving family members. Like, like, yeah, like, like they they fig- <laughs> they figured out uh, they, they took all the, the money they wanted. They assured that like the their progeny is going to continue on and, you know. Uh, whatever sort of insulated apparatus they can to to avoid the worst of this, like I don't, I don't yep. think that's a, it's a win that they're gone. You know, Jordan, um, that's probably a good time to bring up the your piece in Substack that came out a couple of days yeah. ago, right? About climate doomerism mm-hmm. and this stuff. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. What made you um, want to write that? It's just how I've been feeling lately. Like yeah. I just the stuff. So we have this this heat wave in the southwest, and we have this heat wave in the northeast. And now Pacific Northwest is getting hit with one. And at the same time, you see record temperatures in the United Kingdom. You see wildfires in, was it f- Spain and was it France or Spain and Portugal? Mm-hmm. Europe, Port- across Portugal, the board, is being hit. Uh, over, over 1,700 deaths in Portugal. I think it's, someone I someone Jesus. in my chat yesterday said it was two thousand now. Yeah, oh, like Jesus. just horrifying. Yeah, and thousands more displaced as a result. And like people, like these people aren't political. But like climate scientists are like just begging to be heard. Like please understand that this is caused by human behavior. Like this is not normal. We we don't just have like, you know, winter, spring, wildfire season, summer, second wildfire season, and. F- fall and winter you know it's just like this isn't just something we're going to integrate into the way we we don't have to integrate it into the way we live right and it's it's frustrating to see like at the same you know biden rolls out or talks about how oh i want to spend two billion on climate well that just means nothing when you're pumping nearly a trillion into the military that's the largest single institutional emitter of carbon emissions yeah and that just totally wipes out with this tiny effort that you're trying to do to like like placate activists and you know oil companies are poised for yet another record quarter and they're begging the saudis to increase production and nothing nothing really changes for the better it seems like nothing changes for the better so it's like all this stuff we just talked about feeling overwhelmed that leads to that sense of doomerism like i'm singularly powerless like we are all three of us more or less powerless in this effort and it's really easy to slip into despair so i you know thought i've been thinking about it a lot lately and wanted to just kind of put some words on screen i guess about that because there is yes they we very well could lose this effort we could lose this fight and things can definitely get worse but it doesn't have to and the only way we really guarantee that is if we just live in despair and we refuse to do anything because we feel like we're doomed and we let that govern our actions govern our participation and it's not just checking the box for democrats every two years like it's it's it goes way beyond that it's getting involved in dsa it's getting involved in supporting sunrise movement and groups that are like taking it straight to people in power doing direct action doing civil disobedience like those are things that we need to be doing to keep holding these people's feet to the fire because they do they do react to public pressure after a while oh absolutely student loan debt is a good example of that if people didn't scream at them constantly about it they would never talk about it that is directly in action but uh, i don't know man i just i think like we're 
I, I think acknowledging that it very well could be a losing battle, but refusing to just kind of like accept that as yeah. our destiny, I think is yeah. it's important to kind of think of all those feelings and thoughts together. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've been I've been leaning on a lot um, because it's the last couple of years politically following all this stuff has been incredibly disillusioning. You know, I've talked about that a lot. You talk about the way that the Bernie campaign, the way that elites came together in the media and in politics to ensure that the Bernie campaign yeah. wouldn't work. Same with Corbyn in the UK. See, seeing seeing these things happen, yeah, yeah. it's just like um, oh, huh, yeah. And I've been I've been really inspired by this idea that that Kwame Ture talks about a lot, where he talks about mobilization versus organization, and how there's mm-hmm. been many many mass mobilizations of people around the climate. Like you look at the stuff that like Greta Thunberg is doing, big mass mobilizations of hundreds of thousands of people in some cities or millions of people in some places, but. Despite all these mass mobilizations, it never actually leads to any change in the political system. No, the, the, the politicians like the Justin Trudeau's and the Joe Biden's of the world say, we see you, we hear you. Justin Trudeau will march in the climate march himself while simultaneously overseeing, you know, an increase in our emissions and doing nothing on the climate agenda that he, that he kind of campaigned on. Excuse me. I'm very sick and I'm just I'm trying to fight through it here. Um, but I guess that's the part that I, that's the part that I think we're going to have to try and figure out eventually is how to turn these mass mobilizations for which there are millions and millions of people across the world that are very very passionate about that especially young people who don't want to live in this future world where where we're heading towards um you know this 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 really uncertain and and terrifying future there's millions of people around the world that are very passionate about this that will mobilize around this issue and the reality is is that we won't be able to avoid that outcome until this mass mobilization does become militantly organized towards attacking um, the uh, the machinery of capitalism that's causing the crisis. Uh, yeah. And one thing that I think the pandemic showed is that, you know, working people are the ones that have the power in our culture and in our society. And, and when people stop doing their jobs, the, the, the jobs that people kind of take for granted, the people at the grocery store, uh, just, stalkers and people in the cashiers and people at pharmacies and uh, you know nurses and teachers like working people are the ones that actually have the power to that allow this machine to continue and when the millions of people that are really passionate about this issue are able to not just mobilize and not just march and not just make demands of politicians who then just kind of hand wave them away once it's organized into um the and give giving people the ability to literally just stop like to stop this machine from turning and to stop it from happening that's the only thing that the people in power will ever listen to you know they're not interested in hearing they're not interested in hearing the slogans or seeing the signs or seeing the the big mass mobilizations that's the only thing they understand is is uh the perpetuation of this of the capitalist machinery that that lines their pockets and lines their bank accounts it makes the, their precious little numbers go up their precious little lines and numbers their precious bleeps and boops and what have you that's the only thing they'll ever understand and that's yeah. what one thing that i hope we're going to see you know in this coming um next couple of decades as we careen towards this uncertain future is people taking this passion that they have and rather than just perpetually like getting into these mass mobilizations to really organize uh politically from the ground up and literally stop this machine from turning that's the only thing that people in power are ever going to listen to i think i think that's quite right i've had um discussions with my community over the past like weeks and months uh because i think like some people misunderstand when we talk about like 
the understanding of like violence in the system right like the 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 current like systems at play deem the the very actions you're talking about to be like violence right the ideas of like shutting shutting down like work shutting down uh uh you know uh, people's people's every day the things that keep us churning like so I think I think one of the biggest things that I've discussed is how people need to understand, like, put a different lens on like what we view as uh, as violence in everyday life. How that is like <clears throat> perpetuated by state mechanisms that that are completely and wholly like uncaring of uh, of people like otherwise until uh, these actions are taken and and start realizing like that's why i've been honestly so very excited about the the worker movement to see people yeah. like actually unionizing and pushing. To, to make like uh you know their 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 workplace into a cooperative effort uh make make it so that they actually have like governing and and bargaining power uh amongst each other like that's that's huge those are those are steps yeah. that are have the potential to lead to things like much bigger uh within this country um and, and kind of like with each with each little like chip away it starts to starts to form like these cracks and uh you know those those corporations and these power structures that have been created uh by you know pe- people much bigger than like you or I and and we see that like reflected in folks like uh Howard Schultz right where he's on on the back burner right now has no idea how to handle the massive unionization uh efforts that are happening within his com- company you know, and I think I think that's uh, like really important is just like understanding the lens of which we need to to attack these systems, understanding like what that that they are going to like consider that uh, a, a rebuke of everything that has been like established so far and how they are going to respond with like shutting down stores and committing violence against people in, in that uh, fashion, you know. We saw this, uh, what was it, two or three days ago, a, a, a Chipotle reportedly permanently closed because they had decided to unionize. Uh, and the, the, you know, the, the excuse given by Chipotle was, well, uh, they were just taking too many sick days. Uh, <laughs> During a pandemic. Which makes no sense. Yeah. So we closed an entire store, you know. We threw out uh, literally our whole modus operandi because they took too many sick days. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, and, and I think that's, that's something that people need to be prepared for is that, that, that when we do like, you know, have a heavy worker mobilization moment, like we do now, that that is when we start to see like the true, like, uh, like streams, I guess, of violence from these corporations and the, the links they're willing to go to, to union bust and break apart like actual worker solidarity. And that's, I don't know, uh, I, I, I hope that more people are like ready to kind of meet that moment i mean i i hear what you're saying but i have been told recently by a number of very patriotic streamers and podcasters <laughs> that these yes. starbucks workers these pmc yeah. starbucks workers the pmc yeah they don't not... even they don't, they don't even refine the coffee beans Rob. <laughs> they don't can you believe that yeah so <laughs> I, I hear you but a counterpoint is that we yeah. need to keep that in mind as well the, yeah, the, no, the blue haired Starbucks baristas are really the, the elite one percent. <laughs> That's right. Power center. Uh, you know, power their, center uh... in this country. <laughs> it's them and the truckers. Yeah, them exactly. versus the truckers. Yeah, it's exactly. them versus yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The real workers Yeah, are these like Ford F one fifty owning uh, like <laughs> landscape business owners from the suburbs and the gated communities that don't want to take medicine. 
So, yeah. well, I mean, if we're t- if we're talking about the same people, I believe I believe that same person uh, most recently said that the climate change is good, actually, uh, and it helps right. uh, helps helps make the workers stronger Great. by dealing with harsher conditions. So that's you know they've got uh, different different strokes, you know, yeah. different ideas for Wait. different uh, people in this uh, this, this whole wide world. Is this the, the 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 person who said that the truckers were gonna bring about the revolution? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. So, that, I, if it's if it's who I'm thinking of, one, but you know, that person. Uh, wait, if it's who I'm thinking of, that person like first like got their start in politics by being like a youth climate activist. Oh, is that true? <laughs> if it's who I'm thinking funny. of, yeah, they were like they have the, like I think their dad is wealthy. I think you're and, talking about yeah. someone different. We're being quite vague. Yeah. This is vague subtweeting yeah. here. Yeah, oh, but okay. I think it's part okay. of the same crowd. I'll tell though. you after then. It's part yeah, of the, the same, the yeah. same, the same circles. Well, those circles I think broke recently. This, I mean, this is like just all gossip at this point. But yeah, Inside they, baseball, they, had, a, huh? they oh, had a huge breakup on uh, on Twitter recently. So. Really? Oh wow! No more solidarity. There's, there's, yeah. go- yeah. there's some juicy goss that I have not yeah, caught up on. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing on a lozen- lozenge right now. <laughs> what happened? Lozenge did you on. get Did you get COVID, in Maine? Yeah, he's chewing on that bad boy. No, he, p- he picked up the sickness from the stand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Coming back. <laughs> yeah. No, I just um, my my son had a bit of a cough um, and kind of passed it on to me. And I've taken a number of COVID tests and it was negative. So I just regular regular sick, regular sick. Yeah, but on the man. Oh, okay, okay. All right. not even the that cool happens. kind. No, no. Yeah. You didn't even get monkeypox up there, huh? All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's fair. I guess. Uh, I've it's so immature considering everything that's happened over the last two years, but I still just refuse to accept the new pandemic thing. I'm just like, <laughs> I see, I see any information about that that upsets me. I'd be like one of those androids in Westworld, just like doesn't look like anything yeah. to me. It's just completely yeah, yeah, ignorant. sure. I can't. I can't believe. It's really, yeah, 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 it's a really mature adult way of dealing with these things. Definitely, uh, that's that's fair. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> we're only supposed to realistically process like so many things at a time. We've <laughs> we've shot that about like our whole uh, society at this point. So yeah. <laughs> well, Lucid, it was great to it was great to have you on the show. I, we didn't. I had yeah. no idea what we were even doing here, and here we. Yeah, I thought that was, that was a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Lucid. Thank you. Yeah, Lucid. no, I, I I appreciate it. It was a great talk, guys. Always a pleasure. Where can, pe- where can people follow you and find your stream? My name is uh, Lucid Fox on the internet. Uh, I can be found on Twitter with that name. Two X's. Uh, same thing on twitch.tv slash Lucid Fox. Uh, and those are, those are the places. Uh, three X's gets you uh, some clown girl yeah, that's yeah. not affiliated with me. So don't do that. I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> this is a family. This is a family podcast. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was a pleasure, guys. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to The Insurgents. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes or Spotify or at Substack, theinsurgents.substack.com. You'll get the latest episodes delivered straight to your inbox as well as our newsletter. On Twitter, we are at InsurgentsPod. Tweet at us, harass Ken in our replies, and then send us your hate mail to theinsurgentspod at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening.